may seem like we're always talking about the weather lately, but really, we are talking about the environment and changing climate. With no doubt that something is changing, our municipalities, our state, and country must look for ways to be more sustainable. We know that the municipal members of Sustainable CT are doing the work, but now, with the Community Match Fund, more people can do the small projects that will make their town or city more sustainable. Today we're joined by Lynn Stoddard, the Executive Director of Sustainable CT, and Catherine Divney, their liaison to the town of West Hartford, to talk sustainability and more. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast, in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state-local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or our member municipal leaders. Lynn, Catherine, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks, Matt. Ah, thanks for having us. So Sustainable CT is one of CCM's favorite partners. Um, you're always doing something interesting over there, innovating ways to tackle a climate crisis and just generally showing us that small groups, departments, or towns and cities uh, can do the work and you don't need to hear it from necessarily, you know, the president to get to work. For those that aren't aware at home, Lynn, can you talk to us about Sustainable CT and the work that you do there? Sure, yeah, it's a program to really support and recognize towns and the great things they're doing to make their towns better places for all people to live. So we created it in partnership with Sustainable CT with input from basically all 169 towns across the mm -hmm. state about seven or eight years ago. And it's a list of best practices. So things mm -hmm. that these towns said were important to make your town a great place to live. Mm -hmm. It's um, partners to help towns and us to help towns implement those practices and then certification. So we recognize that towns have, they can submit for certification, they've completed certain actions in different categories and um, that, yeah, that's awesome. We want to applaud them for it and give them visibility. And I'll just like mention quickly that sustainability in our program is defined very broadly. Mm -hmm. If you think about a town you've been to and what made it great. It was, yes, the environmental stuff, maybe beautiful landscapes, stewardship, land stewardship, recycling, renewable energy. It was also other things that make it a great place for everyone. Like you're feeling welcome and included. Mm -hmm. um, there's affordable housing ranges. There's uh, programs in that um, stimulate arts and culture and a sense of who the community is. So we cover that broad, broad range of um, actions, and yeah, it's right. a great a holistic definition of, of sustainability. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's interesting. And you say uh, that a lot of the policies and all the ideas came from the towns originally to start with. So you, it wasn't coming from somewhere else. It was coming from the towns. Yeah, we had you know a bunch of people, ten, nine, ten work groups or whatever it was, sitting around saying. What are the things that make a town great? And then, you know, a little dot voting on walls and stuff pre-COVID to decide what should be in the program. And then we, of course, expand and um, modify the actions, um, bring in more best practices over time. For example, we've always had renewable energy in there. Now that there mm -hmm. are incentives for battery storage for solar, um, that's part of the roadmap. Something oh, cool. towns can access easily related to state policy and programs that are available. Yeah, and I'll just say one question that often comes up that was mm -hmm. part of the original design of the program, mm -hmm. and you at CCM are acutely aware of this, is that towns are different across the state, and this program must be something that works for all towns. We're really proud that um, we have a dozen towns certified of our smallest towns, under 5,000. Canaan 
is the smallest town in the state that's bronze certified, that's you know, right. populations around a thousand people, as well as the largest cities. So um, New Haven's um, silver certified and climate leader and um, Hartford certified. So and all the towns in between that range. So, um, yeah, applies to everyone. 131 of our 169 towns are participating. From the small towns to the biggest towns and some in between. And one in between, uh, of course, is West Hartford. And Catherine, you are the liaison to sustainable CT for the town of West Hartford. Uh, can you tell us what you do and what your relationship is with sustainable CT and how you work with them in general before we talk about a community match fund, which is a new exciting program? Yeah, sure. Um, so actually, my my official day to day job for the town mm -hmm. uh, is actually energy specialist. So okay. I really do energy efficiency projects, mm -hmm. renewable energy projects for the town. I track all the town's utility bills for the schools and the board of ed. Um, you know, I work with schools and and commissions to encourage conservation behavior. But mm. um, in 2018, when Sustainable Connecticut first started, and I advocated for West Hartford to join, um, you know, my responsibility <laughs> kind of got broadened um, to include um, being the Sustainable Connecticut Liaison. So for that um, work, I try and promote um, the program both internally within mm -hmm. the town um, and externally to the public. You know, I share um, a lot of the resources and training that's available for free through the program. Mm -hmm. um, and I also usually uh, West Hartford's kind of on a three year, the, the kind of three year standard cycle. Mm -hmm. I, I help shepherd the town's application um, certification application through the whole process, which kind of involves um, you know, promoting it, making sure, uh, tracking all the actions and points that we're completing, working with directors and town staff to complete actions and, and document those points um, and submit the application. Um, I also think that over the years, West Hartford has been um, a big participant, as Lynn mentioned, in helping mm -hmm. shape the program. We, we tend to offer a lot of uh, feedback and participate in a lot of the um, more um, program shaping yeah. um, discussions as well. They're very active participants. And uh, have you achieved certification at this point? We have. Uh, the first year the program uh, was available in 2018. Um, mm -hmm. We became bronze certified. In the first year? Again, three, <laughs> three years later. And uh, the within the programs, your certification is good for three years and it's mm -hmm. it's a big endeavor kind of putting together a certification application um, mm -hmm. for many towns um, where you know staff are doing their day-to-day -day jobs as well so um, uh, in 2021 we became silver certified Excellent. in 2022 we went for the climate leader designation and then um, uh, we'll be looking at applying for gold certification next year very exciting Another exciting development coming out of Sustainable CT is the Community Match Fund. It feels like more sustainability projects have come out of this one area than might expect for uh, such a small state. Um, nearly $2 million crowdfunded, over 1.6 million matched, 300 projects, and 18,000 patrons. Uh, that's a huge success by any measure. Lynn, tell us how this started and how uh, some of the readers digest basics of the whole idea. Yeah, I'd love to. So we thought 
a lot about how to support towns with money, with grant funding to implement sustainability practices. And I actually sat on a grant panel from another state with a similar program with a traditional grants program, which we all know, you know, someone yeah. says we have money for this, the town then puts together an application, then it takes months and there's a review panel and then you find out, ah, oh, you got it or you didn't, or you got it less than you applied for. Okay. Um, equity is a really strong foundation of our program. It's always been the only required action for certification. Otherwise, mm -hmm. towns have a choice of actions. And so we said, what does what does giving money for town sustainability projects look like from an equity lens? Mm. And what we came upon was this um, partnership with a crowdfunding uh, program. So essentially, we say, hey, Matt, like what's what's going on in your community? What's what's your dream for something mm -hmm. you want to have happen? And you might say, ah, you know, there's like this vacant lot that like I think if we could get permission to grow food on it and anyone who wanted to in the neighborhood. And we say, wow, that's great. That aligns with our values and sustainable CT. We're mm -hmm. gonna set you up on the crowd, our crowdfunding platform, give you a crowdfunding coach. And then every dollar you raise for that community garden, we're gonna match it from sustainable CT. Wow. So they're highly visible projects that are community led, which is the really important part. And to us, yes, you're getting some money from your neighbors and the community and you know, those small crowdfunding, crowdfunding dollars, big or small, doesn't matter to us beyond those dollars. The important thing is it's those people believing, sharing your vision for their community. Mm -hmm. So if you can only crowdfund from two people, even if it's like 500 bucks each, it's not a sign of community buy-in and community vision. Mm -hmm. um, we really want to show that one person with a dream that resonates with other people in the town that we want to support that. So you don't have to be a 501c3 to a nonprofit to apply. You mm -hmm. don't have to be a town employee to apply for the community match fund. You can be either of those, okay. or you can be a person in a neighborhood with a great idea that you think other people will, will share that idea. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a, like crowdfunding, it's it's pretty quick and easy. There's no long application. We have a conversation on the phone and then you create your page and that's essentially, you know, yeah. what is the articulation of your project. It's not a separate application. Yeah. And is the ease perhaps of, as compared to traditional part of that equity, like removing some barriers that smaller towns that don't have departments or a separate right. project this might have? Anyone can apply. So that's the ease of it. And the, the angle that ideas only get funded if ever, if lots of people in the community believe in them. Yeah. So it's not a top-down, like, we think we need this for our town or whatever. It's um, very much growing up from people, even if the town's leading the project, mm -hmm. they've got to get a certain threshold of donors to show that it's indeed a community vision. And with all these interesting stories and projects going on, uh, Connecticut Public Media is featuring a lot of these stories. Can you tell us about how that came about? Um, yeah, so this is the fourth year that um, Connecticut Public TV is doing um, an episode called Resourceful. Uh, oh, I forget the full long title, but it's basically um, showcasing sustainability in Connecticut communities. Right. And um, some of the funders overlap with funders who've supported us in the past. Um, and yeah, so uh, we've helped provide some ideas on great things happening across the state for CT Public to pursue. 
And of course they have full editorial license, but um, it ends up that uh, it's been great because they're showcasing um, a lot of these great projects that are led through our community match fund or the certification program. Cause um, you know, all of these things are things we want people to understand and recognize and uh, repeat and replicate across the state. So that will be airing on October 7th at 7 p.m. And what is the impact of crowdfunding? Does that bring the community together in support of these projects? Um, it's visibility in the community yeah. that someone wants to do this, uh, this thing. And um, it's also buy-in. So like I said, it can the be old, very old small money where donation. your mouth is sort of. Yeah, and money where your mm -hmm. mouth is. Many of the people end up volunteering in the project. And yeah, yeah, I mean, these are things like I mentioned, community gardens, we're having a lot of projects because we we actually did a little extra promotion on projects that deal with um, food waste and organic mm -hmm. waste, which as we all know is um, virtually a crisis in Connecticut yeah. or our waste is being shipped out of state for the first time in, in many, many years in uh, mm -hmm. a bulk of our waste. So um, we wanna see that food waste um, handled in Connecticut and going back to either preventing it through uh, food waste prevention campaigns or um, you know, going back into creating uh, very nutritional value for the soils. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of those types of projects. We have a lot of um, kind of cultural awareness, community murals that um, are funded by the crowdfunding um, program, the, the community match fund, um, things that are engaging youth and um, workforce in green jobs or yeah. climate change. So yeah, lots of those kinds of things. That's, that's great stuff. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. Catherine, uh, West Hartford is, is really into the Community Match Fund. You're a super user. What draws you to the Community Match Fund? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a fantastic resource um, for residents, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a way for our engaged citizens to to do something good for the mm -hmm. community. You know, for my role, I work with um, the town's PR specialist and our kind of commission network to promote mm. the match fund. Um, and especially as Lynn mentioned, the fact that anyone in a town can do a project, the town doesn't have to be directly involved. Yeah. Um, and also that's fact that it's kind of this fast, flexible yeah. <laughs> mechanism to get funding. And there's not a lot of the paperwork or mm -hmm. timeline requirements of a regular grant process. This is maybe a little less daunting than some of those other grants. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Could you tell us about some of the projects that you've been able to accomplish using the Community Match Fund? Yeah. Um, West Hartford has utilized it a lot, actually. Um, so I think some of the projects we've done more recently have been LED lights uh, for mm -hmm. one of our youth baseball fields, um, things like art murals or painting those concrete barriers where you have outdoor dining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've done some street banners um, in the center of our town um, with one nice. of the local business organizations. Um, as Lynn mentioned, we've done some um, some gardens projects and planting trees um, and even events uh, like mm. birthday events and, and pride events. That's very cool stuff. You just mentioned the LEDs and Lynn, before you mentioned, you know, some of the waste uh, programs. Are some of these also, uh, do they help towns save money? It sounds like maybe, because I know like sending the waste out is expensive and 
old school lights were use up more electricity. So is there sometimes actually some savings on top of the sustainability with these? Absolutely. And um, Catherine can probably speak better to that than most people as the energy manager. When you're saving energy, our energy costs are really high. Um, yeah. You're not paying for that energy when you're not sending your like heavy organic waste to an out-of-state landfill or an in-state resource recovery facility, you're saving lots of money on the tip fees and the transportation. So um, huge dollar savings on a lot of these things. Catherine, the West Hartford is, as we mentioned, uh, certified silver, but you're also among the first to earn the climate leader designation. Uh, can you tell us about the climate leader designation, what that means and how you manage it? Yeah, so um, climate designation um, was a new pilot program that uh, Sustainable Connecticut rolled out in 2022. It's a, a special designation which recognizes municipalities um, that are focused on climate change and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, so it's the Sustainable Connecticut has identified particular actions within mm. the program um, that contribute to those efforts and, and you have to implement those specific actions to earn the designation or, you know, choose yeah. actions, yeah. particular actions. So I guess with my focus on energy as the energy specialist, uh, West Hartford um, has done quite a lot of work in that area. So we were able to, to achieve um, the designation uh, the first year in the pilot. And I believe uh, now that that designation is required for gold. Interesting. So this it's a step in between the, the silver and the gold. It's actually an overlay to certification. So okay. a lot of our actions have always had a major climate impact, either resilience mm -hmm. or reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But we came to the point where we really wanted to flag those that like towns that are getting certified with the points in our roadmap, if a certain portion of those points are from high climate impact actions. Mm -hmm. They get like an extra, extra, extra flag notation on top of their certification. At the same time, after we did the um, the pilot for um, climate leaders, we were developing the gold level certification. So mm -hmm. up until now, we've only had bronze and silver. This is the first year that towns have are eligible to apply for gold. Um, we're going to be announcing goal, uh, all 2023 certified towns on Friday. Uh, and I will tell you, there will be uh, gold among that announcement. So we're really excited that uh, we'll have um, the first town towns to showcase under climate uh, under gold. As part of gold, we said what we asked towns and uh, people like Catherine and many other towns, um, what makes a town super exemplary? Like this is. Mm -hmm. This is like the Olympics. We're not trying to create a gold level that everyone can achieve necessarily. Yeah. We're providing support so all can you know, like get there, but it's really exemplary. And to us, that meant um, three things that are a little bit stronger than our traditional certification program. Mm -hmm. One, towns are going much deeper on equity. So they have to do a little bit more to demonstrate, including um, inclusion, in municipal processes and changing municipal decision-making based on conversations they've had with underrepresented um, folks in their communities. So deeper on equity. The second thing was deeper on climate. So mm -hmm. um, in order to certi be certified as globe, globe love, gold level, you have to achieve climate leader designation. And the third thing, 
-hmm. which is, as we know, we live in a state of 169 towns. We're certifying towns by like a unique town, but we said no regional is regional collaboration, multi-town collaboration is mm. critical. So the third element of gold of this exemplary thing, besides equity and climate leaders, is that you're actually leading an initiative with other towns um, mm. that's new. So uh, it's great if you're going to your council of governments meetings and participating in those, that's done it up for mm -hmm. achieving that, that characteristic okay. for gold. You have to actually be out there in front leading something new with other towns. That's really interesting. So it sounds like a lot goes into achieving these certifications. Do you have resources that help towns achieve them? Yes, we have lots of free resources, no cost to the towns. Um, they kind of fall into the category of some of them are really like free consulting. Mm -hmm. So those are with partners we work with. Um, for example, the Nature Conservancy okay. uh, provides resources for a half day workshop on community resilience building. So bringing together different people from the town to talk about the vulnerabilities to climate change, flooding, drought, extreme weather events, mm -hmm. and, and what specifically, like what roads, what portions of their towns are susceptible or will be, and how they can begin to plan for that. Um, and that's all like fully supported by the Nature Conservancy guiding towns through that exercise using maps and whatnot. That's one example. We have partnership with the utilities where um, uh, they are um, supporting um, uh, a program at UConn that does free energy benchmarking for towns using an EPA tool and helping uh, towns understand the performance of all of their municipal buildings from an energy perspective mm -hmm. and so on. From our uh, Beyond the Partner support um, and some of those examples, uh, we have equity coaches on okay. uh, contract with Sustainable CT who are available to work with towns to understand what is that? How do I connect with populations in my community mm -hmm. that I may not know or be aware of? And how do I begin to listen and have a conversation so that those people can help impact town decision-making and town um, programming? Um, so the equity coaches are a huge part as well. We have a lot of webinars, workshops. We really love to showcase towns talking to their peers. So, you know, for example, um, Catherine or West Hartford talking about what they did for climate leaders or energy in a particular school or something to help other towns learn from that. So there's a lot of peer support. Um, yeah. That's the idea. Make all of this available on our website, the certification reports and so on. So other towns can actually copy, borrow and build on that and improve uh, what's going on in their town. That's really cool. Catherine, uh, why is the work you're doing with, with Sustainable CT important for the town of West Hartford? I guess for me, at least, it's important um, because it has to get done. I, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Um, and I think now more than ever, there's a sense of urgency around this, um, these, these actions. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, we see, we all see the recent um, dramatic changes in our world, whether it's COVID or environmental justice and racism, the weather, climate change. Um, and I think we just, we, we have to make progress. And I think yeah. West uh, Sustainable Connecticut provides 
kind of a nice framework, a roadmap um, for towns. Um, so it holds our feet to the fire so that we can we can <laughs> we can make progress. But of course, you know, there are other benefits to towns. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, as Lynn mentioned, the recognition, there's uh, free resources and training, which is mm -hmm. um, a huge benefit to towns, the partnerships and collaboration. Um, and then transparency of the program and the peer learning that happens um, is really valuable to towns as well as the, the funding, the match fund and other things that we've talked about. Great. Uh, Lynn, same question, but for the entire state, how does sustainable CT work <laughs> important? Yeah, uh, similar to what Catherine said, um, I'll add that climate change, although huge global trans you know, transcending generations in terms of the impact. Um, local decision-making is so critical to our behavior. Mm. So if you just think about land use and zoning, whether you have to drive to work or not, whether there's public transit or your town is walkable, to, to go to work, to buy groceries, to access local foods, whatever it is, um, zoning and land use is really critical to our emissions, each of us, um, as well as towns being great places to, to kind of showcase and lead by example. Um, so we feel that like in the grand theory of change for the universe and related to climate change, um, local government decision-making and um, engagement of residents in their communities is absolutely critical. And not only, of course, to the climate crisis, but to our well-being, our sense of connection, our, our, our like having great communities. Wouldn't I mean? I think maybe maybe this is an assumption on my part, but like uh, it seems that communities are more more whole when they're connected. Yeah. If you know some of your neighbors and don't feel isolated, and someone reaches out in a crisis that may be happening, you know, across the country or just within your family. Um, this is all really important stuff. And, yeah. you know, I think about our logo, which is this map of the state of Connecticut with dots on it of different sizes and then concentric circles. Um, we call them the ripples. And that's that's really kind of the vision of this local decisions and actions then ripple out um, to the state and obviously beyond the state and um, and and even beyond the nation. So uh, that's our hope. Um, that this is a framework to do that work. And um, we really see ourselves, our, our small staff at Sustainable CT as just kind of enabling this to happen. So mm -hmm. as, as we talked about, we've brought in towns to guide how this program looks and to make it valuable. We often say Sustainable CT was built by towns for towns. And we continue um, to have that as our, as our kind of motto in guiding mm -hmm. Um, new programming and the support we provide and realizing that, ah, you know, we have this new action, but towns aren't doing it because they don't have the resources. They need maybe some, some of those no cost support resources we talked about and then work with partners to provide that. So um, yeah, we're, we're kind of the fortunate vessel um, to help uh, ideally help towns um, do this important work. Great. I can't say enough about Lynn and her staff. They're <laughs> fabulous, um, great supporters for all towns. It's a wonderful program. That's awesome. 
And kind of a final question, for, this is going to be for both of you, but we'll start with Catherine. You know, we, we talk about the climate crisis and some of these other things that are, that are problems that we're trying to fix. But for you, are you optimistic about your work? Are you optimistic about the future for West Hartford? Uh, so I'll have to say some days, yes, some days, no. Okay. And I think the most frustrating thing for me is when politics gets in the way. Mm -hmm. Not only at the federal level, but at the local level as well. I think um, it affects the leadership and the funding and, you know, it, it gets in the way of what I hope people know is the right thing to do. Great. Lynn, how about you? Are you feeling optimistic about the future for Connecticut? I am. Um, this work helps me maintain that optimism because mm -hmm. we're looking for the great things that towns are doing. There's a lot to complain about. Mm -hmm. I often say we're the yaysayers, not the naysayers. Um, we can all find things that we're frustrated with about our towns or our country, um, but let's really hear those brilliant stories of optimism. The Community Match Fund is a great example of that, like just people changing their neighborhoods, like one person at a time who has an idea. Let's lift those visions. Let's tell those stories. Let's share those out. I mean, the climate crisis is incredibly daunting. I'm not always optimistic about that, uh, yet none of us know um, how it will all unfold, especially with the mystery mm -hmm. part of leadership, which is uh, what it what it hangs on right now. And um, you gotta you, you know you gotta stay in the fight as long as you can, and you gotta believe um, that there's room for change and um, success there. Well, here, here. Well, thank you both for all the hard work you do, and thank you for coming on the show today, uh, Lynn and Catherine. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate the opportunity, Matt. Thank you. And thanks to CCM for the awesome partnership. And you were at the table in the very early conversations and a convening uh, entity as we brought municipalities together to talk about what makes our towns great places to live. So we appreciate that partnership uh, all these years and ongoing. Thank and you. to the people like Catherine in the community. And to the people like Catherine in the community. Obviously. Thanks for yeah. having us. We'd like to thank our guests, Lynn Saturn and Catherine Dimony. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Christopher Gilson is our producer, Harry Draws on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like, and watch out for our CCM chat series on the YouTube page. <laughs>